Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to do a little open on the topic of recruiting Colorado and how people tend to draw lines in the sand when really it's a situation that is uh, it's just nuanced. You, know, you have to be able to look at all the context. Then we're going to continue to preview that Boise State matchup. We started to get into it a little bit on the last pod, but we'll dive into that a little bit more in depth. The Rams obviously going for their first ever win against Boise State, 0-11 all-time in the series. It's been a rough week, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's why I have not been as active online as I typically am. Uh, it's prevented me from going to a couple of things I would have liked to have gone, but I will survive. Uh, the furnace has gone out. Dealing with the landlord is proving to be increasingly difficult. So I've just been in an ice box all week. That's been brutal. Then the dog got an ear infection. So it's it's just been a rough one, you know. It's been a long week, but we'll get through it. Excited to see what CSU can do in this matchup on Saturday. Excited to get my thoughts on this recruiting situation as well. Before we dive into everything, we'll preview uh, the Mountain West slate this weekend a little bit. Also, uh, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball's back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out, though. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. I've actually been filling in on the bets pod this week with my guy Andre Simone. Gave out a couple of winners yesterday. Talked about uh, Dallas and why you should fade Brooklyn. They've been awful on back-to-backs. Talked about Memphis going into Sacktown. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic coming off of a big win over the Lakers. You can bet on it all with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets when your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump on into it. Uh, Let me first start by saying I'm not commenting on individuals specifically and their arguments against CSU. There have been a lot of people that I've seen online make similar arguments when it comes to just being critical of CSU and CU for, in their eyes, failing to recruit Colorado heavily enough. 
whether it's, you know, local trainers or high school coaches or, you know, some uh, bloggers, media types, they've just been pretty vocal about feeling like CSU is neglecting Colorado. So I figured I would lay it all out, uh, give my two cents on it, and then we can move on with our lives. Um, First off, the idea of CSU and, and recruiting locally, you know, I love Colorado high school football. I love having local guys on the team that, you know, take pride in representing the program before they even get on campus. And it means a lot to them, you know, to wear the green and gold, you know, to wear those horns on their helmet because they've grown up and it's it's been a part of their life. I, I love that. Conversely, though, I also understand that this state is not California. It's not Texas. It's not Florida. And the amount of high-level FBS prospects that come out of here, it's just far fewer than those, you know, states I just listed. That doesn't mean you don't recruit Colorado at all. That doesn't mean you ignore this state. But it means that you have to recognize that you're not necessarily going to be offering 50 kids locally. I see comments, you know, from these trainers, high school coaches, whatever it is, media types, you know, being like, well, at least CSU Pueblo gets it. They're recruiting locally. And I'm sitting here being like, well, yeah, they're a Division II program recruiting Division II talent. That makes sense. You know who also recruits the living hell out of Colorado? Mesa, Shattern State, Nebraska Kearney. I know a lot of my friends from high school went to go play at those schools. Gunnison, you know, Western, all, the, all these schools. When you look at the top prospects in the state, according to 247 Sports, CSU's offered almost all of them, though. They've offered 11 of the top 15. Two of the top 20 have committed to CSU. Three have committed to CSU. Eight of the top 10 overall have committed to Power 5 programs out of state, and that kind of tends to be how it always is. You know, the Christian McCaffreys of the world, the Max Borgies, the Lendale Whites. The reality is, is CSU and CU have not been consistent winners for a long time. So if you're a high-level FBS prospect with offers all over the country, you can go to the SEC, the Big Ten, you know, even the top of the Pac-12, whatever it may be, you're going to pick that. So, I mean, right there, when you're a state that already doesn't produce a ton of of top-end, you know, FBS talent, and the vast majority of the top 10 are leaving anyways, you have a smaller pool of guys that you are going to be targeting locally that you, you know, believe are going to pan out to be a starter in the FBS. Outside of that top 10, you know, it's probably fair to say there's another... I don't know, like 10 to 20 guys a year that come out that'll eventually be capable of, you know, playing consistent roles of of starting at the D1 level. And I don't have data for that. This is just, you know, me going off of following these recruiting cycles year in and year out in these local schools and, you know, keeping tabs on the local guys when they they do go elsewhere. Again, you know, it's not Texas. It's not California. You don't have 100 guys a year that are going on to be a stud. No. There have been some guys that have been really elite that have come out of this state. But if you're playing the numbers, your odds of hitting on on guys from some of those talent-rich states, you know, Texas, California, et cetera, you know, you're going to you're gonna win more times than not. So it's basically a situation where, you know, there's probably 20 guys you realistically have a, a chance of, of hitting on. And, and actually being able to sign, you know, these aren't the, the top 10 guys. These are probably prospects 20 through or at 10 through 30. I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there. Sorry. And, you know, you hope to land like three to five of them per year. But I mean, if your, your aspirations are, 
you know, competing at, at the top end with these, you know, elite G5 schools and, you know, being more than just a, a team that's competent, you could, you could field a competent football team with a, you know, a roster of only guys from Colorado. But, you know, if, if you want to be bigger, you know, you got to be able to land some of this legit talent from, you know, these talent, you know, rich football producing states and, that does mean that occasionally, you know, you might miss on a guy that, that gets away and, you know, it comes back to bite you. I think of like an Andrew Wingard at, at Wyoming. He's not even a great example because CSU should have should have offered him in the first place. But to say that CSU is not recruiting Colorado, that's not true. They are recruiting the top guys in Colorado. They're not necessarily offering everybody, but they shouldn't be. You know, a lot of those fringe guys, you know, you kind of got to try and bring them in as preferred walk-ons. Then maybe you get lucky, you know, and you hit on, you know, somebody like Barry Wesley. So I understand the argument. And again, you know, I, I love Colorado high school football. I love seeing Colorado kids represent CSU. But more than anything, I just love winning. And I want to see the Rams do it a whole lot more frequently. And you, you know what? I, I trust Norvell to get this team where it needs to be. He's a proven recruiter. And, you know, it's it's a bit ironic. Like the the people that tend to throw shade at CSU for their perceived failures on the the local recruiting front, those people that are being critical, they don't point out the fact that CSU has the number one recruiting class in the Mountain West for 2023. And they're absolutely murdering it on the West Coast. I just think if we're going to talk about all this, we have to talk about all the context and not just draw a line in the sand because they didn't offer you know, some guy that you train or that plays at your high school keeping it real you know some of that stuff is self-serving with some of those trainers like it's their job to get guys recruited so of course they're going to lobby hard for them anyways i could go on and on about this but my point is is the staff is recruiting colorado ultimately you have to trust norvell to make the roster decisions but based on what we've seen so far i don't know why you would doubt him i mean they've they've landed a ton of impactful transfers aiden hector is just killing it in the secondary and i love seeing his game come to life you know cj onyechi at edge, they've identified Drew Kulik, you know, a walk-on guy that has talent, didn't really get an opportunity before. Same with Giles Pooler. You can see the freshmen that they brought in are, are really skilled. These receivers are, are starting to come to life. If you're being fair about the situation, I just don't think you can, with a straight face, say CSU is not doing a good job as far as recruiting goes. So that's where I'm at with all this. Again, you know, this isn't a comment on any one individual specifically that's, you know, being critical of CSU. These are all common arguments I see. And again, I do want CSU to have a local presence, but ultimately I want them to be competitive and go on and, you know, do the things we've all dreamed of. And that means, you know, being able to recruit some of the talent-rich states in this country. And They're doing a good job of that right now. But let's move on. Let's start to preview this Boise State game. Before we get into that, though, I do want to talk about Athletic Greens. It's a product I use literally every day. Uh, AG1 is a, I mean, it's something that's kind of changed my life. I, I just, I didn't like vitamins, but this is so much easier. I can put it in my water. It has like a mild tropical taste. It's not chalky like most health supplements tend to be. And what's dope is with, you know, one scoop you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's a great way to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you should be concerned with. 
It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan free, uh, dairy free, gluten free, you name it, you're good there. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. You know, tons of people take some type of multivitamin, but it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's less than $3 a day. So it's a great way to invest in yourself and do it, you know, affordably. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts. Really is great stuff. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. That's athleticgreens.com slash rams. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Boise State coming in, playing really good ball. 5-2 and two overall, 4-0 and oh against Mountain West competition. They're currently on a three-game winning streak. And they, they really seem like they've got their, uh, their identity offensively after really struggling in the loss to UTEP. That was a 27-10 loss at UTEP right after UTEP had lost to New Mexico. It was a, a wonky ordeal, but since then, they've recovered well, beat San Diego State 35-13. After initially going down 13-0 in that one, they have since beat a hobbled Fresno State team 40-20. And then last week on the road, big win over Air Force 19-14. The Falcons did have some key injuries in that one, but, I mean, still, that's that's a big win. I talked about a lot coming into the year, how that three-game stretch was going to be a huge factor for whether, you know, uh, Boise State ended up ultimately being a contender or not. I didn't expect, you know, Fresno State to be down their best receiver and their starting quarterback. San Diego State defensively has taken a small step back, and offensively they are a mess. I think CSU could beat them this year. And Air Force has just been high variance in terms of their results from week to week. You know, they look like the best team in the conference, and then they look very middle of the pack. It's, it's been odd, especially for a team with that many veterans. All of that is to say that while that three-game stretch did not end up being as challenging as expected coming into the year, to come out of it 3-0 and is still huge. Because when you look at the schedule, I mean, after this CSU game, it, it's just tough to see them, you know, falling. They do have a November trip to Laramie. November 19th, 7 p.m. should be a great crowd, should be nice and cold. That's a really tough game. But, I mean, going to Nevada, Nevada, the wheels have pretty much fallen off there. And they conclude with Utah State, who, again, it kind of just depends on the week. As crazy as it is to say, if you are CSU, despite the fact that you're sitting here with a 2-5 and five record, if you can somehow you know beat Boise State for the first time in program, program history, all of a sudden you're sitting there in the thick of things, you know, in the the division race with games still to come against against Wyoming and, and Air Force. But in order for that to happen, you're going to have to pretty much play perfect football if you're CSU. Vegas giving a ton of love to the Broncos, 27-point favorites in this one. That feels really steep to me. That feels like it's not giving any respect to what the Rams have accomplished defensively. That said, Boise State, you know, they've really figured it out offensively they are capable of, of being dangerous, and really it's their defense, I think, that's the difference. 
they have a ton of experience. I mean, starting with Scott Matlock in the defensive line, DJ Schramm, the leading tackler at linebacker, he's a stud. Uh, JL Skinner in the secondary. They've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of football at this point. They're physical, they're fast, they're well coached, and they get off the field on third down. That's probably the thing they do better than anybody. They move the sticks well on third down and they get off the field on third down defensively. Conversely, CSU, you know, they have not been very good at executing on third down. So that that's going to be a really big key in this game. Can you control possession? The Rams have actually been moving the ball pretty well these last couple of weeks, and they've actually done a, a pretty good job of staying out of third down because of, or out of third and long at least, with how well they're running the football in first and second down. If you're CSU, you know you got to move the chains. You can't have your defense on the field all night. That's how it's going to, you know, open up opportunities for big explosives, especially with the speed they have on the outside. And I mean, even at quarterback, Taylor Green ripped off a 70-yard touchdown run against Oregon State. When they get to the red zone, though, you've got to hold them to field goals. You know, I talked about this a little bit the other day. Just force them to drive the length of the field. They've been pretty good at converting on third down, but you know, you're going to give up some plays here and there. You just have to prevent the explosives, the, the back-breaking plays. Make them go the length of the field with a freshman quarterback and then make them execute in a condensed field. They've scored uh, touchdowns on less than half of their red zone trips this season. They're going to move the ball a little bit, but it's bend, don't break. That's modern football. If you can hold them to three consistently, three or nothing, you know, you're going to have an opportunity to win. And, and that's, you know, Air Force couldn't do much of anything offensively last week. They still had a chance to win because their defense consistently held them to three. Some other keys for CSU, these seem basic, but... You know, you got to avoid special teams meltdowns. That's been a big factor in the history of this series. When you look at why the Rams got mollywopped the last time they went out to Boise, special teams meltdowns. When you look at, you know, how Boise State was able to recover, you know, that onside kick late in the 2017 game, that was as big of a factor as anything else. You cannot beat yourself with special teams in this one. Your margin for error is too thin. And the same goes for penalties. In conference play, CSU, in terms of uh, yards per game, the most penalized team in the league at 92. It was a little bit better against Hawaii, especially in the second half. But, you know, you, you can't beat yourself. You can't be allowing them to keep drives alive, you know, with third down penalties or hurting yourself, you know, after you get a first down, having the, the sticks go backwards. You just you got to keep moving forward. And then, you know, on the other end, CSU has to capitalize when they get in the red zone. You got to get red zone stops on defense. You got to make the most of your opportunities when you get in there. You do that against Hawaii, it's not even a ball game. You know, you win by by double digits. And, and that's just been an issue for CSU for far too long now. You know, two years, they've essentially been abysmal in the red zone. And it's maddening, it's frustrating, and it'll kill you in a, in a tight game. You know, that, that can often be the difference. Was last year, CSU had to settle for field goals, you know, four times inside 30 yards. And even though they jumped out to that double-digit lead in the first half, it didn't matter. Boise State erased it in 10 minutes in the third quarter with a couple of touchdowns. I'd like to see the Rams, you know, throw for a couple of touchdowns this week, get that passing game going now that you have, you know, Millen back and hopefully in a little bit better, better of a rhythm and hopefully a little bit healthier. You know, these young receivers are getting more and more comfortable out there. Like I said, you know, at the beginning of this, I think if you're going to win this game as 27-point underdogs, you essentially have to play perfect football, and you're probably going to have to create some opportunities, you know, turnovers, you know, explosive plays. But mostly you can't beat yourself. I do think that the talent that CSU has defensively, I think with how well they've been able to make adjustments on the fly, there's, a, there's an opportunity for the Rams to be in this game.
like much more so than Vegas is giving them credit for. I really do think CSU should be in this one and have a chance. But it's just going to take a really consistent effort from CSU on both ends. And, you know, they got to be disciplined. I guess we'll see. You know, big, big test here coming up these next couple of weeks. We've seen legitimate improvement from this squad on both sides of the football. They've played their best ball of the year and over these last three weeks, despite, you know, having to play three different quarterbacks, despite, you know, having, you know, a, a lot of change within the starting lineup from non-conference play to conference play. But, you know, now these are the games that matter. They've talked a lot about finishing better than they started, you know, under Bobo, under Adazio. That was the problem. There, there'd be moments where you'd see them look really good in September, early October, but late October, November, the team would kind of crumble. And these are the games that matter. You know, this is what I think will really give people an idea of like what the Rams can be going into next year. And granted, there's going to be a whole lot of new faces on the team again with so many open scholarships, but just build off it, you know, play competitive football and give everybody a reason to believe, you know, if you can go out and you can hang with Boise, even if you end up falling, I think people will feel pretty good. If you go out and get your ass kicked, it's going to feel like same old situation. So definitely a big test for this Rams team. I feel like they've really been playing hard of late. We've seen some encouraging improvement, but now they've got to do it against some legit competition. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. Preview the Mountain West slate just a little bit. Fresno State hosts San Diego State. They're nine-point favorites in this one, despite not having Jake Hayner. I like the first half spread, and that's what I'm going to go with. Minus five and a half for Fresno State. You can get that at minus 110. Feels solid, you know, the Bulldogs just to be up a touchdown at halftime. So lock that in. Again, my DraftKings pick of the week. We have also got San Jose State hosting Nevada. San Jose State coming off a really difficult situation. One of their young players passing. Actually got hit by a bus. It was really tragic. Uh, Nevada has been really bad of late. Um, I like the first quarter spread quite a bit. San Jose minus seven. You can get that at plus 105. That's what I would play in that matchup. Hawaii hosting Wyoming this weekend. Wyoming 11 and a half point favorites in that one. I think they should cover. I mean, they've really been running the ball well. Hawaii at home. I mean, you never know. It's typically a, a pretty good uh, home field advantage just with the travel factor. But I mean, Hawaii has not been great at home so far this season. I like the under at 50 and a half. I do think Wyoming wins. I think they probably get up and then just kind of run the clock out. I mean, as we saw, Hawaii can move the ball a little bit. I do think they could score, you know, some points on this Wyoming defense, but Wyoming's pass rush has been stellar. Again, I think I lean towards the under, but probably would just stay away from that game. So that's all we have this weekend for the Mountain West. Big chance for the Rams to, you know, potentially pick up the first win over Boise State, but more than anything, just, you know, continue to show progress. If you can hang around, anything's possible. I mean, that's what makes college football fun. All right, that's all I have for today. Much love, y'all. Have a great weekend. Peace.
Skinny looking kid with the cup khakis Wearing graphic tees Feeling way too trendy Raps that kill Oh, I'm deadly Primed and ready Like machetes At a deli In New Delhi Feeling scummy Like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh, I'm gnarly